you here in church today. I think summer has arrived, hasn't it? Yeah, it got hot really quickly. Uh, yesterday was such a wonderful event for all the ladies, wasn't it? That was amazing. <clears throat> I snuck in because I got three ladies in my house, so I couldn't escape. You know, it was actually, it was really so good. Uh, at, when it was over, uh, our guests spoke so well. I, I, I said, so, wow, I hope I could preach just half as good as what she did today. And my wife looked at me and she's like, try for a quarter. So, all right, the bar is set pretty low for me right now, so, uh, so it's good. But, wow, what a wonderful event. Thank you for being there, and uh, thank you so much for those of you who served yesterday. And we're going to continue to do more things as the days come, as a few more events. And how many know things are changing in our society right now? So uh, we're thankful for it, and I know everyone's feelings range in our church from extremely excited to extremely fearful. Uh, but, you know, so we want to just always be respectful for one another, but we know that things are changing, and we want to see things change, that we can continue to increase what we're doing in ministry, and we have the expectation that we are. So um, stay tuned, because good things are happening. We're going to continue to increase our ministry programs and things that are happening, the way we're operating. Uh, so it's exciting. It's very exciting. Uh, Matt, you could go ahead, please. We're gonna, I'm going to preach this morning. I'm going to continue... Let's talk about hearing and obeying from the Lord. I started this talking on this topic several weeks ago, and I used the verse here. I, I, I used one verse. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and obey it. So that is an important verse here as we're thinking about just hearing from God and doing what God says. Before I get into the heart of my message, I want to mention one more thing here today, that we are giving. We've been giving, you know, always when we give our tithes to the Lord from our church, a portion of that goes outside of our church, not just our own expenses, but it goes outside to help other ministries both across the state and across the country and across the globe. So a portion of that goes to missions projects and mission work all over the place. But we are specifically giving above that at this time to missions. Some of you give to missions regularly, but we are giving. Um, there's a few things that caught my eye that we want to give as a church to. One of those things, uh, Pastor Carlos Oliveras in Argentina, we, we partner with our churches in Argentina very much. He passed away from COVID complications. So our church is sending an offering to help support their family in this time of need. We've been given to different things in Argentina with our partner, but that's one thing. Um, I saw it in Zambia right now, the, the Bible school there. We know the missionary there, Scott Rains, he's been at our church. Right now they're looking to, for sponsorship. They said they're looking for 200 sponsors, $250 each to supply a chair. And they say with that chair goes along with this supply, such as a computer and, and a few different things like that that they need at that school. So we're going to partner with them and give to that in Zambia. Bobby Lynch is another missionary. He's in Ecuador right now. He's coming to our church at the end of the year. He's been here in the past. And they have been helping at-risk children 
And during this time, you know, families have been in dire need and they've been really ministering in some very, very difficult places, even just providing clean water and food and medication, things like that. And Bobby also is in charge of training. He works at the seminary, but he's in charge of training pastors and Bible students all throughout Latin America, has a tremendous responsibility. So we are supporting him and what they're doing there in Ecuador. So there's many other things like that that we're supporting at this time. Maybe you want to specifically partner with something there that I mentioned. And uh, our good friend Javaris, who's been in Georgia, he's working at a church there. Through their church, they're planting a new church. So they're working on that as well. So we're sending an offering to Pastor Javaris and in supporting that. So I just wanted to keep you updated that we are doing things beyond our church. We thank God he's, he's supplying our needs here, but we always want to be givers outside and give to those who are in, in need in different places that we could do everything God wants us to do. So thank you for your continued generosity as God continues to put it in your heart. Let's continue to partner together in that regard. Amen. Well, let's look. Let's, I'm going to get into my message right now. And this verse here on the screen, we've talked, we talked about it a few weeks ago, and I want to go into the Old Testament here today. Two weeks ago on Mother's Day, I looked in the book of 1 Samuel, and today I want to go back to that book. I was in 1 Samuel chapter 1 on Mother's Day. Today I'm going to be in chapter 2 and chapter 3, and my title very simply is that, Hear and Obey. Hear and Obey. 1 Samuel chapter 2, looking at verse number 12. Eli's sons were scoundrels. They had no regard for the Lord. Uh, Eli was the priest in that day. Verse 17. The sin of the young men was very great in the Lord's sight, for they were treating the Lord's offering with contempt. They were both misusing the offerings and they were taking some of it for themselves. So they were really doing the wrong thing in many aspects. Verse 23. Now Eli, who was very old, heard about everything his sons were doing to all Israel and how they slept with the women who served at the entrance to the tent of meeting. So he said to them, why do you do such things? I hear from all the people about these wicked deeds of yours. No, my sons, the report I hear spreading among the Lord's people is not good. If one person sins against another, God may mediate for the offender. But if anyone sins against the Lord, who will intercede for them? His sons, however, did not listen to their father's rebuke, for it was the Lord's will to put them to death. Verse 34, a man came to Eli, a man of God, came and prophesied the word of the Lord to him. Verse 34, what happens to your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, will be assigned to you. They will both die on the same day. I will raise up for myself a, a faithful priest who will do according to what is in my heart and mind. I will firmly establish his priestly house and they will minister before my anointed one always. Well, God saw what was happening, and he was going to make a change. How many of you know that God is very, very patient? 
He's very patient with us. He's very long-suffering. And sometimes we wonder when things happen around us, you know, why doesn't God always intervene when we would like Him to intervene? And, I, you know, we understand that there are choices that God allows people to make in this world. And there are things that God is very, very patient with. But then there comes moments when God says, enough is enough. It's time to intervene and to make a change. And that's what God was doing here in this passage. And we're going to look at this, what was going to happen for this change now to take place. But these sons of Eli, Eli was a priest, and in the lineage, his sons also became part of the priesthood. And what they were doing was very, very wrong and very wicked in the eyes of God. They knew what they were doing was wrong, and they seemingly didn't even care. They knew um, they really had no regard for the ways of the Lord in their actions. And they did not listen when their father, the priest Eli, rebuked them and corrected them. They didn't listen. Very often in our lives, we could be going in a wrong direction, a wrong path, doing wrong things, and God will send someone to be His voice in our life to help get us on the right track. It's God's form of intervention in our lives. And that could come from one person. It could come from many people, many sources, trying to speak to us to get us on the right path. And we have a choice to make at that moment, in that time, are we going to listen or not listen? And they had a great spiritual person in their life, their father, Eli the priest, and they still did not listen. When you have spiritual people in your life that are trying to warn you, trying to speak something to you, you need to tune your ears and listen. Maybe it's God trying to speak through them to you. God will find different ways to communicate to you in your life. And Eli's sons were actually set up for potential success in their lives. After all, they were there. They were positioned to hear from God. They were in the right place. They were serving in the temple. You know, in the, they're in the right place. And they had the right people around them. They had Eli, the priest, who was a man of God doing the right thing. They were positioned for success in their lives and in their ministry, but yet they would not listen and they would not obey. You know, we, at that point, we see at that point of the text, it says that then it was the Lord's will to put them to death. Basically, enough was enough. You know, God will be very patient and long-suffering, but at this point, enough was enough. When you obey God, you are setting yourself up for blessings in your life, either soon or coming up in your life at some point. That's what happens when you obey God. You put yourself on a path to receive something good from God and to be blessed by God. When you are disobeying and willfully disobeying, the Word of God in your life, you are putting yourself on a path to consequence. And sometimes it happens quickly, and sometimes it happens after a long period of time. But finally, in their lives, God said, enough is enough. And God was going to make a change. 
And this change wasn't just going to impact them and their family. This change was going to impact the entire nation of Israel. God had something better for them. And now He was going to take the, the right step to make that happen in their society. So um, we, we come to these different places in Scripture we're reading, and I'm going to continue reading. But that prophecy that came to Eli is said that God was going to raise up a faithful priest, someone that was going to follow him wholeheartedly. That person he was talking about was Samuel. Samuel. And I had spoken about Samuel two weeks ago on Mother's Day, where Samuel was born in extraordinary circumstances. The Lord performed a miracle in his mother's life, Hannah, and Samuel was born. And Hannah had vowed that Samuel would grow up and serve the Lord in the temple. So at the right time, Hannah presented Samuel there in the temple, and he was staying there under the care of Eli the priest. And Hannah would go and visit periodically and bring gifts. But the boy was there growing up in the service of the Lord. He was dedicated to the Lord. And the need of the mom was intertwined with the need of the nation, and Samuel was born under these circumstances. So we know Samuel's story was very unusual, but now we see another piece of the story here, that he was put into this situation where God wanted to take the wicked out and put him in because God knew that Samuel was going to do the right thing. Samuel was going to hear and obey. So that's what we see here. So now we come to the point of the story where we're going to be learning about Samuel and something unusual that happened for Samuel. And Samuel, as we come to this passage here, was just a small, innocent boy. And how many of you know that your age is not important when it comes to hearing from God and obeying what He says to you? You could be very young or very old. But when God speaks, you need to obey. And when you obey, you're setting yourself up for something good and for God to use you and do something special in your life. You know, let me add, it doesn't matter what happened before. Sometimes we think, oh, this happened, that happened, I didn't do this right, I didn't do that right. You know, God, if He speaks something to you, it's like it's a new opportunity for your life to get on the right track. So wherever you are here today, be encouraged by the Word of God. And if He's speaking to you, obey it because God wants to do something special. So Samuel now, we're going to be introduced to something God is going to do through Samuel. This small, innocent boy, he didn't have any status. I mean, you know, your age is important. Your status isn't important. The only thing that's important to God is that you have an open and obedient heart. Let's continue the story in chapter 3. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. 
The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was laying down in the house of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here am I, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, See, I am about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. Well, this is how the first time we see the Lord speaking to Samuel. And from that very young age, he begins to hear and follow the Lord. We're not told exactly how old Samuel is here in this passage, but from tradition, it's believed that Samuel is about 11 or 12 years old here. And we don't know exactly the time period from when the Lord spoke that he was going to judge Eli, um, Eli's sons and that they would, there would be a change. We don't know how many years came by. We just know it was between the story of when Hannah gave birth to Samuel and now here in this passage. So it could be that numerous years went by from the time the Lord spoke it until something actually happened. But now here we find Samuel in the temple of the Lord and the Lord is speaking to him. And the Lord is no respecter of persons, of age, of status, of anything. The Lord is speaking to this small young boy, Samuel. And Samuel would be given an opportunity to become the new priest and prophet in the land of Israel. The most important thing was that Samuel would hear and obey the word of the Lord. And we see that from that point forward in the life of Samuel, he was obeying the Lord. Whatever the Lord spoke, he spoke and he did. And he did many amazing things throughout his ministry. Um, so God wants obedience. That's what he wants. He rejected the other priests because they were disobeying. They were doing wicked things. And he chose and spoke to Samuel because he was going to obey him. 
You know, God wants to speak to you in your life, but He wants obedience. Why should God say something to you in your life if you're disobeying what He previously told you? Sometimes we want guidance and wisdom for this thing and that thing and the other thing, and yet we're not obeying the simple things we know God has, is speaking to us in our lives and want us to do. We need to obey whatever it is we know God wants us to obey. And if we do that, God will speak more things into our lives. And Samuel's life was contrasted with the lives of, Hoff, of, of Hophni and Phinehas, the sons of Eli. I think the way it's written here was to show a dramatic contrast in the, in the different lives. Later, we're going to see Samuel going out and anointing kings, speaking in the word of the Lord. But we see here a great contrast when the Lord does something and replaces. We see it here with the priesthood. We also see as Samuel went out later, he prophesied and he anointed King, uh, King Saul. And then later we see King Saul was disobedient. So he came to him and said, guess what? You're going to be replaced. And he went out and anointed King David. In each of these stories, we actually look and find something quite significant. If you look back in chapter 2, you find um, the mention of the prophecy. Of what God had spoken over Eli of what he wanted to do. That he wanted to make the, the lineage of Eli always serve before him in the priesthood. And God said that he would do this. But... Suddenly, in this lineage, Eli and his sons, now we find Eli couldn't control his sons. He couldn't bring them to order. And his sons were doing such wicked things. So the Lord said, I wanted to make this lineage of yours you know, you know, serve in my name for every generation, but now it's going to be taken away from you. So when we receive something in our lives and God speaks things in our lives, He's expecting there to be obedience. He says, I can do this great thing. I want to do this thing. But God then had to take it away and give it to someone else. And we found it in the lineage of Eli. And then as Samuel is now serving in this new capacity as the one who replaced the sons of Eli, he then goes out to anoint Saul. And then later, same thing happened to Saul. He was removed and replaced by someone who would follow God. And then, well, then we just keep seeing that type of pattern throughout Scripture. And I could keep talking about that here. But the lesson that always remains is to hear what God is saying and then obey it. We have to obey. If we want God to work in our lives, we have to obey. So what is God speaking to you in your life even now? What is God saying to you? Maybe you say, well, I'm not sure what God is saying. That's okay. You don't have to know anything specific, anything that maybe he's telling you to go out and do this certain thing. It's okay. But what does God say from his word? What has he been teaching you and telling you? Put those things into practice. As Jesus said, blessed are those who hear the word of God and do it. Well, you know, we, we see here that Samuel, even though he was going to become this great priest and prophet in the land that everyone would look to and admire to hear from God, 
at this stage of his life, he wasn't able to discern the voice of the Lord. He thought it was Eli that was calling him. He knew that he heard a voice. He knew that he was being called, but he just couldn't put it all together. And we might feel like that. And I've talked to different people who said they just sensed that you know, there was something that was speaking to them in their life and they just didn't know how to put it together until one day they heard the gospel message and realized it was the true living God who was calling them in their life to live and follow him. Well, you might feel like that in your life. You might sense that you know, there's a stirring inside of you. You've been recognizing something moving in your life, but you haven't been able to discern what it is or, or what it's speaking to you. Well, here is Samuel, this little boy, who's going to become this great man of God, who will be known throughout the generations. But at this point, he still did not clearly understand that it was God who was speaking to him. He didn't understand. He had to go through this process. In all of us in our lives, we have to go through this maturing process where we could come to know and recognize, to discern the voice of God in our lives. All of us go through a process. And God starts to speak, and we want to be sensitive to what God is saying in our lives. And Eli was more mature. He was more experienced spiritually. And he was positioned there to help him to discern the word of the Lord. And God uses others in our lives to help us. Just as I already spoke previously that Eli was there to give warning to his sons and yet they didn't listen. Often there is someone or many numerous people in our lives that are there to help us. They're there to help us get us on the right track, but they might also be there to help us to discern the voice of the Lord in different situations that we might go throughout, um, throughout the course of our lives. God might be speaking direction to us. He might be speaking some type of wisdom or counsel to us. And very often God will use someone else to be his voice speaking into our life. Very unusual here we see there was an audible voice that came to Samuel. And it already said here in this passage that even the word of the Lord through visions and things like that was very rare at that time period. And uh, we can talk about different reasons for that. And there's different times when we see the Lord speaking in more than others. And Samuel would later come to have a very, very close relationship with God to the point where we see it's as though God is speaking and Samuel just I hear it, and now I'm going to tell you what he says. It seems to be such a close, intimate relationship that Samuel had. And very often in the Old Testament, we would find prophets like that, that God would speak to the people through the prophet. So God would speak to Samuel and to the other prophets, and then they would just, they would just say what, what he told them. And we understand as we move into the New Testament, we see the working of the Holy Spirit. We see how, uh, how God's Word teaches us to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, how God could speak in a variety of ways to us. So we want to be sensitive to how God might communicate to us in our lives. And He might use different ways to communicate. It's very rare that someone would hear an audible voice. I think most Christians will go their whole life and not hear just an audible, loud voice 
um, just waking them up at night or you know something unusual like this. Even through the Bible, we see some stories that are very, very unusual. So this is one story that we don't see other stories quite like it. We see other similarities in other stories. But this is one that's a bit unusual and distinct. As Samuel hears this audible voice, and he doesn't know it's God. But there's someone there helping him to discern that this is the Lord. And Eli gives him guidance, okay? Now, if you hear this voice again, this is what you need to do. And we all need people like that in our lives. As we go through situations in our lives, um, you know, we, we might be maturing as believers to really hear and recognize what is God's voice. Because remember, there's going to be other competing voices in our lives. And we talked about that. Everyone has an opinion. Everyone has a voice. Sometimes we talk about different spirits in the world that exist to deceive. And, you know, there's all types of confusing things out there. Well, how I many you know, if you are with other people who are dazed and confused, you're going to be dazed and confused. If you're with other people who are very spiritually discerning, you're going to become spiritually discerning. So who you're with makes a big difference in your life in what you can discern God is speaking into your life. And God wants to help us. He wants to help us to discern those things. And, you know, your place is important. Samuel was in the right place. He was positioned in the right place. He was growing up in the temple of the Lord. You know, when you are at the library, you're going to be looking for books. When you're in Baskin-Robbins, you're going to be looking for ice cream. Hopefully, when you come to the house of God, you're going to be looking for, for a word from the Lord. And so Samuel was positioned in the right place. And you need to position yourself in the right places in your life where you could receive and connect with a word from the Lord for your life in a personal way. And then secondly, he was positioned with the right person in his life. So he had a person that was there that was speaking into his life to help him to discern. So we all need something like that in our lives and what, what a wonderful thing that we learn here from Samuel, what he said, how he responded. In, verse, in chapter 3, verse 10, he said, Speak, for your servant is listening. I think that is a prayer that we all need for our lives. A few weeks ago, I, I, and I think I've said it more than once, I, I said a prayer that I pray, and I think it's good for us all to pray, is, Lord, Show me your will, right? Lord, help me hear your voice and to do your will. Lord, help me hear your voice and do your will. And now here we find Samuel saying something else, another prayer that's very important. I believe something we should all be saying, Lord, speak for your servant is listening. You know, we can go to God and pray and say, Lord, I need this, I need that, I need this. Oh, Lord, please do this, please do that. Oh, Lord, you know this person's giving me grief. Just get rid of them. Lord, help me with this. But how about we stop and say, Lord, speak for your servant is listening. And if we're willing to say that, well, you know, hey, I'm your servant. I'm going to do what you tell me to do. It's implied obedience. Lord, I'm going to hear and I'm going to obey. That needs to be our prayer. If we really want to hear from God in our life, then we need to come to God like that in our lives. I think that we find three things here. 
in this passage from Samuel, we see that Samuel's heart was open and obedient. If you're going to hear, if you really want to hear from God, your heart needs to be open and needs to be obedient. When your heart is hard, you know, you don't want to hear anybody. You don't want to hear anybody, including God. Sometimes we say, well, yeah, oh, well, if God does this, then I'll believe it's from God. And, you know, scripture is very clear over and over and over where it says, hey, if they wouldn't listen to that, they're not going to listen if this thing happens either. It's about the condition of our heart. If our heart is open and obedient, God is going to speak to us. And Samuel was positioned in the right place. He was positioned with the right person. If we do those things, we are going to correctly hear the word of the Lord for our lives. We're going to be able to discern it for our lives. You know, no matter where you are today, Radical obedience always positions you for something great from the Lord. Always. You know, and the Lord is not going to allow you just to skip the process of, of discernment, of having people in your life that you need to help you. Even now, I know there's others in my life that God has positioned to help me to discern His Word for my life. And God has positioned people in your life, so you need to listen to them. You need to tune your ears in. And um, you know, God wants to speak to you even now. The contrast here in this story is that it starts with two that were positioned properly, that should have heard, but didn't. But then came in someone whose heart was open, who was positioned in the right place, and willing to really listen and hear the right person. And what did God do? He made him one of the greatest spiritual leaders in, in spiritual history. Well, I have news for you here today. God is still looking for some spiritual people and spiritual leaders right now at this point in history. And I have a feeling that God wants to communicate to you. Yes, He wants to communicate. And maybe it's in a personal way. And it doesn't have to be an audible voice. Maybe it's through a Bible verse. Maybe it's through an unusual circumstance that you could say, hey, these things are more than coincidence. I think God is trying to get my attention. Maybe God is bringing a person there in your life to speak something that you would recognize, hey, this is the Lord trying to get my attention. I don't know what it is for you, but I believe this. God wants to speak. And the problem usually isn't with God speaking, but it's with us listening. I think that's where the problem usually is. So how about today we pray a prayer like Samuel and say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Can we pray that prayer here today? Will you stand with me? As we come to these last few minutes of our service, worship team, you could come. Let's pray that prayer even now. Dear Lord, Lord, we call out to you, Lord, we call to you. Lord, we know that you are good. And Lord, Lord, you have good things intended for our lives. And Lord, even now you might be speaking in someone's life. Maybe you've been trying to get through to someone, but Lord, you haven't been able to break through. You've been giving warnings. You've been talking through different ones. But Lord, today is the day, the wake-up moment where things change. Lord, we thank you. You're a God who changes things when they need to be changed.
So Lord, we believe you today, your word, that you could help us to discern your voice if we have our heart open to be obedient. Lord, if we position ourselves in the right place and with the right people, it's going to help us to discern your voice and cut out all the confusion. Sometimes our emotions are all over the place. Sometimes our thoughts are scattered all over. But Lord, you want to speak even in the midst of confusion, of conflict, of all these things. I pray, Lord, that even now we'll clearly hear what you're saying. We will receive it in our lives and in our church, and we will be obedient. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.